Hello, we got Buster Carden with us today, and we're going to talk about Buster's life, personal life, his racing life, and what it means for him to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Buster, thank you for coming today and sharing your story with us. Glad to be here. Good deal. Tell us about the early days of your life and how you got to Birmingham, and we and tell us about Lewis and how things progressed for you in the early years. Well, he just taught me a lot. Just always made me make sure it looked good and neat. Yep. That was the biggest thing, and he taught me all of that, you know. Uh-huh. But I've washed parts far into my hands, and hide was falling off, and he said, wash them. You know? Again. You know? So, you know, and then just one day I told him I was going to build me a race car and outrun him. So wow. I did. And you did. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the first race car you built, built there. I built a 62-mile Chevrolet for Benny McDaniels. Okay. And uh, we had a lot of fun. One championship at Birmingham, man, at Savory the same year. Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty good there. And then, uh, as you're, you, you progress with this, you started building cars and also motors and things for people, also, uh, correct? Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, just done it all, you know. Yeah. And you were telling me a little bit earlier about a, your being in the stands and going to the races and having a desire to start racing. Yep. All right. How did that get stopped or what, what, what changed your mind? Well, I went every Friday night. And we sat in the same spot every Friday night. And uh, this lady, she was always in the same spot, too, her and her husband. And her name is? Josie. Everybody remembers Josie. Josie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Jerry McCormick had a wreck on the front straightaway right in front of us. And I said, that's not for me, you know. Right, yeah. Because Jerry got hurt pretty bad at that time. Oh, he was, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. never raced anymore. Wow, yeah. And then? Uh, you told me a story about Stanley also got your yeah. attention. So I had made up my mind I was going to go in the pit. Lewis had him a car, so we was going to go out there, and uh, I was going to go help him in yeah. the pits. So I walk up to the back gate, and uh, here goes Stanley in the air upside down, down the back straightaway. Right. It hits the fence. Wow. And I said, whoa, this ain't for me here, you yeah. know. <laughs> I said, this thing is where you go, you know. So it's just, I mean, it's just a bunch of bull, you know, and stuff that uh, – I went through a bunch of stuff in my life, you know, with the race cars and stuff. You know, helped yeah. a lot of people, you know. You have helped a lot of people. You know. Tell me some of the, the ones that you really enjoyed working with and 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 you you really knew that they had a lot of lot of talent. Mike Alexander would probably be the best, you know. Yeah. I mean, he really loved his race cars. Yeah. And he wanted to do good. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and he was y'all were working at Bobby Race at that right. time. We were building yeah. the cars at Bobby Race, you know. Yeah. And uh now, this was at Bob Ray's house that was doing all this. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a big shop then. Yeah. You know. Oh. And uh, so, uh, but Mike, he really loved his car, in which Bob Ray was in it for money. You know sure. what I mean? You know, if they're going to pay you to do it, do it, you know. Yeah. How did yeah. that deal come about? Do you have any idea? Lewis is, uh, was building cars at Bob Ray's. Okay. And uh, he built cars uh, for P.B. Crowler. And that's the car, that 48, orange and uh, white uh-huh. 48 car. Yep. That's the one that Darrell Brown drove, and Lewis built that car. Okay, you know, yeah. And, uh, and they just got to going from there, you know. And then uh, and Bob Ray would do stupid stuff. I mean, real bad stupid stuff. I mean, he just sit and think about stuff. And that's where Larry McReynolds got started at right there. Yeah, yeah. I remember. And I remember he worked out there with us, you know. And uh, But uh, – Larry's got to be an interesting story coming in as a young kid, probably not knowing much, and you guys 
introduced him and teaching him a lot of good things. Well, he was a good guy. Now, he was a worker now. I mean, talking about now, he worked for Charles Finley in the junkyard. And when he got off, he come to Bob Ray's. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he would stay out there at eight or nine, 10 o'clock at night and work, you know, Bob Ray going to the house. Right. You know, so, yeah. I mean, it, but uh, he just made it. You know what I'm talking about? He worked to get to where he was at. Yeah. Know? He had a he had a big desire to make it. Yep, yeah. He sure did, you know. And, and took all the risks. Yep. You know. Sure did. You yeah. know, and uh, everything. But, uh, no, Mike, oh, he was a lot of fun. I mean, you you know, uh, you could go to the racetrack and have fun with him because he was always, never got mad, cut up with you, you know, and if he aggravated you, you aggravated him. We okay. Was, we was at Nashville one time, and he aggravated us all day one Saturday, and it was hot. Yeah. And, now, uh, if he's aggravating you, tell me how he's aggravating Just poking you. at you and stuff, okay. carrying on, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, when he got ready, he went up there to get introduced. We was pushing the car around. Right. So I went and got... 10 pound of ice and put in a seat oh did you really <laughs> so i used to cover up and i put it in there and when he got in that car he called me on rail and he said buster who put this ice in this seat <laughs> i said i don't know buddy <laughs> he told me said i'll get even with you did he really? yeah, <laughs> yep you know but that, i mean that's the way he was you know yeah. it was fun to do it yeah know? he enjoyed the racing and and he had to be comfortable in his own skin because you guys were going to the racetrack and you were really performing you, right i mean yeah. you had good race cars right. and and yeah. you you what did you just tell him? Tell me that he told you about singing when a song. He, when he get ready to qualify, he said, "Well, we'll go out here and sing him a song now." Right. You know, and I mean, he could qualify. He had four tenths built in his fence. Is when that he, right? Yes, sir. I mean, yeah. he was gonna go fast. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's you a. Know. I always liked Mike. He always carried himself very well. He did. And done, he did. He done you know, a great job. You know. you know. He had a good daddy too. At times. At times. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. seen him come in the racetrack up there and tell me, he "Say, go run by all them tires off that trailer down there." Next week, I said, you going to buy us some tires? He said, nope, I ain't buying no tires. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way he was. Yeah. So then you had a, uh, a run with Jackie McGuire. Right. And y'all had a, a really fast car and won a bunch of races. Tell us yeah. about that. Well, they started that new deal at Birmingham. At, uh, I forgot. I think they called them limited cars. Yep. And uh, so we said we'd build one. So Bobby Allison, I went and talked to him about it. Me and Bobby's pretty good friends. And I went and talked to him about it and, uh, and everything. And, uh, he said, well, said, I got a frame up there at, uh, Hueytown High School. He said, go up there and get you one. Okay. Go up there and pick you one out. So I went up there and found one. And he told me, he said, carry it down there to, uh, Bowen down there and they'll sandblast it and said, I'll call them. Okay. And I said, Bob, you ain't got to do all this. He said, I'm doing it. Don't worry about it. So anyway, that was in October and we worked on that thing. And he called me one day and he said, you need to come down here. So I went down there, and Bobby was in the big shop at that time. And uh, we went back there, and he had a box full of stuff. And I said, what is that? He said, that's stuff for your race car. Wow. And I said, Bobby, I don't have the money to pay for that. He said, did I ask you for any money? Wow. And I said, no, but I said, I don't think you are do it. He said, me and you buddies. So, wow. You know, yeah. that's the way it was, you know. And we would talk, and then when he got hurt, he would come in the holidays, you know, where holidays is. Now. Yes. He would come in there, and one day he would know you, and the next day he wouldn't, you know. Right, yeah. you know. But, I mean, he was just a good guy. Bobby was like 10 years ahead, of, uh, 20 years ahead of his time. You know? Yeah. No That's how smart it. he was. You tell me one time after he came in to drive somebody's car, and he's following your car around the track, and Jackie's driving it, correct? Right. And, yeah. Uh, he'd come in, uh, he'd drive him in Roy Milligan's car. Okay. And uh, he told me, he said, you need to put 50 more pounds of spring in the right rear. And I said, Bobby, that car's running good. He said, trust me. Yeah. And I said, if he told me to do something, I'd do it. You know, I mean, that's just the way he could. I mean, he was just, he could tell what a car was doing, you know. Wow. You know. And uh, But he's told me that uh, 
that uh, like when he built, uh, Davy got him a car, mm-hmm. one of them cars. And uh, he asked his daddy if he was going to build him a motor. He said, no. I said, to tell you, pick up trucks sitting out there. And he said, yeah. He said, get the motor out of him. When you learn how to drive, then I'll build you a motor. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie Wright, you know, helped Davey. Yes, for you know, a long time. Day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Davey was a good guy. Yeah, Davey was a good guy. Yeah. yeah. And he was the same after he made it and everything. I, I mean, you know, he was a good guy. I totally. Now, Larry Armstrong, you had a good career with Larry. Tell me about your relationship with Larry. Well, which, well, Jackie won the championship, so you had to move up. Okay. So I gave the car to uh, Jackie and him, and I had the motor and transmission and sold it to Lewis. He was going to build him one. Okay. So anyway, Larry comes in and, and wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's gone. He said, well, build me one just like it. So anyway, I built him one. He said, you going to help me? And I said, yeah, I'll help you. So we won the championship with it. So his days are over with now, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, but... Uh, Larry was a good guy. I mean, he he studied his racing, you know. And uh, but you know, you can't you got to build when you build somebody a race car and you gonna help them. You got to keep that race car to where you see it every day. That's correct. Not take it to them and not know, you know, you know. That's just the way I was. I said if I'm gonna keep it up, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna know where everything's going on. It. Right. We talked a while ago and we counted the 35 cars that we could put our hands on or, or to verify that you built. But we know there's many more than that. And you, you you help so many different people. Uh, Billy Melvin's going in to the Hall of Fame this year, and I asked him this question, what it meant to him to be going in the same time that you were going into the Hall. And he was very thrilled about that. You know, yeah. he was very – because he has a lot of respect for you, and you went way out of your way to help him. They started a class out there at Birmingham, and I forget what it was. Anyway, Billy said, I want one of them cars. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the shop. We was at RPM. And we building this car. And I'm telling you, we had nearly had a fist fight every day over that car. Yeah. But we got through that car, and he kept on crying, crying, crying about it. I had calling and raising cane about it going to be illegal and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Greg Pazernell, he had called me and wanted one of them. Mm-hmm. So we sitting in there, me and Billy's working on it. And I said, if you want to sell this thing right there, come to me and they'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And before he left there, Greg bought it, wrote wow. him a check for it. Wow. Well, Greg drove it. Billy didn't get to drive it. But later on, Billy got to drive it. Yeah. He said, man, I messed up when I sold this car. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I messed up, you know. And yeah. uh, they won a bunch of races, you know. And uh, then uh, Greg sold both of them to somebody in Dothan. And uh, he wrecked uh the one and uh, he brought it up at the shop. I said, I ain't fixing that thing. Right. Because yeah. me and Greg had kindly had a like a bad deal, you know. Right. Yeah. And so, you know. Tell us about your time with Dennis Reno. How did you get hooked up with Dennis Reno? He got tired of me and Ken Smith out running them. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, you know, sure. I mean, if, you know, and uh, we just, uh, Ken, he was a good guy. But yeah. Ken was a happy-go-lucky person. I mean, you know, but he could drive a race car. And if you told him that thing go around there wide open, he'd ask you, will it stay? Yeah. And if you told him yes, he's going to run it wide open. You know, right. that's just the way he was. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, we used to have fun. And, uh, and uh, they just, Ken and him, they'd help the cars today and, and, and then just tell them then tomorrow it'd be another you know and right. two years from now they'd do it again you know right. it, it never was a consistent thing right. you know and uh, so uh, but we had a lot of fun with him we won a bunch of races you know they, uh, 
we're running a snowflake cup for three times, you know. And, right. Uh, you know, and won a bunch of hundred lap races down there at Pensacola, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so Dennis come. I mean, Dennis comes over to your shop. Yeah, he told me he said I want to go in. With he bought RPM out too. Okay. You know, and he said, I'm going to open up a parts house and I want you to build cars in the back. Wow. Okay. And so we. You know, I didn't realize till just then that's where the RPM came from there. <laughs> yeah, he kept RPM, but he made it Reno Motorsports, you know. Okay. I didn't really understand mm-hmm. that. Okay, good. So. You know, so, you know, but uh, it. Uh, so we go out there one day when we got, we ride around all day looking for for a building. Mm hmm. And so uh, we finally found the one that then he said, well, let's just buy this. I'll just buy this one. And I'll add a big one on the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leland Shipman come out there and built a back part on it. And, okay. uh, and so we went to work. John Osley was going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He run the parts. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. So, and, uh, so we just got started, and I built the first car. And that thing stayed leaning up against the wall for uh, probably – Three months, six months, you know. Dennis got me one day and said, I want that car put together. Mm-hmm. First time we carried the racetrack with Jerry, he said it was the sorriest race car he ever set in land. Then after that, it was the best race car. He said, anybody can drive that car. He said, it's a perfect race car. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, you, so you got to work with Jerry Goodwin? Oh, yeah. For how many years did you, I mean, I guess the whole time he drove for Reno, correct? Just about, yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And tell us about Jerry as a driver. Jerry, he was good, but we was at, we went to uh, went to Pensacola one night, and uh, it was one of Ken's cars that, that that Dennis had bought. And anyway, we went down there, and uh, Jerry went out there to practice. And the car run for racetrack. Mm-hmm. He come in. He said, "You can't drive his car." He said, "It's pushing," and I said, "The car can't be pushing the same thing." So we checked around in. John Cannon, you remember him? I didn't remember John. He was with me. And uh, he said, uh, so let's just put some bite in it. So we started putting bite in it. He go out there and he said, you didn't hip it none. So the next time I did it, I walked down the corner and looked at him, watched him. He go down there and the wheels are turned right uh. instead of left. Yeah. So he comes in and I said, Jerry, I said, I know what to fix this car now. He said, what? I said, it ain't loose. I mean, it ain't tight, it's loose. And boy, did he ever come apart. Mm-hmm. He told me, he said, as long as I've been racing, and I don't know when a car's tight or loose. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, and Diddy told him, said, uh, said, you need to listen to him. And we fixed it and won the race. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. You know, so. But uh, Jerry was just, I mean, he just. And Jerry had a deal. If you did, if a right rear didn't weigh five hundred sixteen pounds, he wouldn't go up to the racetrack with the car. Really? Yes, sir. So how did you make that happen every time? I just write it down and uh, see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to outsmart them drivers. You know, yeah. they just dummies up there anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, you know, I resemble I, one. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> but now you can make a driver believe anything. You got he. You, he's just got to get his trust in you, mm. and then he'll trust you know, and yeah. then he'll be all right. Yeah. You know. So what made you think that, I mean, when you start out, you, you, and you mentioned this earlier, you have limited knowledge and limited experience, you know. But as you grow and you begin to to, to learn more and, and you, like you said, you're looking at a car that's going in the corner and you see what's going on and you learn to fix it. I mean, how long did it take you to become very confident 
in in that knowledge? Well, I had so many kids that I helped. Yeah. That I didn't set the car up for them. Like Ken, I didn't set the car up for him. I set it up for me. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy how people think. You know, they think one thing, but the car's doing something else. You right. Know? And uh, we, uh, and I just study a race car. In other words, I'm on the where I'm at, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I try to tell everybody that, you know. Yeah. And uh, so. Uh, so you had your baseline in your mind what you wanted the car to be. And do right, and then after you worked off that baseline for some time, but you, I was but I was smart enough that I'd go to racetrack and I would find me somebody that was smart. Okay, and I didn't get over involved, but I stood back and watched what was going on. You mm-hmm. know, right? That's where you learn, right? You know, yeah, paint, mm-hmm. by, by watching it happen, right? Right? You know, yeah. So it just you know it, it's kind of crazy. That's like uh. uh Chris Mullinax's brother, Chris, I mean, yeah. uh, Ch- Chip. Chip, yes. Was he kept his car down at the shop. Yes. And, uh, one night, Ken wasn't going to race, and I told him, I said, uh, I called him up. I said, you're going to go to the racetrack tonight. Yeah. And uh, I said, I got you a crew chief. And he said, who? And I said, me. Yeah. He said, well, get it ready, and I'll meet you out there. So we go out there, and he's out there running, and he comes in, and he tells me, he said, we got a problem. We're over here, coming off four. I said, Chip, I ain't the problem, buddy. He said, that's where it's bad at. I said, no, it starts right here, mm-hmm. and it winds up over there. You know? yeah. So we made a just run, and Jimmy Kitchen run second, and he was fixing to lap him. Really? But we had bought, LC had bought one of them 180-degree uh, motors. Yeah. And Ken won two or three races with it, and then Dennis got caught on to it. Right. And Dennis, to this day, said that motor was in chip's car that night but it wasn't it wasn't no it wasn't you know you know yeah. but, it, but chip i mean it that's what i'm telling you, you know where you had he had to get confidence in me you that's know? correct yeah you know and, and then what thing. you told him and, and you yeah. changed it work yeah. right you, you know exactly call. right you know yeah you know it's uh uh talking about lewis back in your early years with lewis and and and, and working with him you came from talladega Right. And you went to work with the Clarks. Right. Yeah. In their dealership, not to work on race cars. Okay. Inside. But Lewis was keeping the race car up. Okay. And uh, you're working there during the day, and in the evenings you're going over there and, and working on the race cars at night. Right. And this is one of your first experiences working with the race cars? Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, now, I take that back. We had bought an old car up there when I worked up there at, uh, at the truck place shop in Aniston. Yeah. We paid sixty five dollars for this thing. It had a barrel farm with it, but I just I had put twenty dollars in the thing to buy it. And uh, but but they raced it, and I'd go up there to uh, Aniston Speedway and watch them. You know, just have fun. Never got involved in it or nothing. You know. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, but when I come down here, I just got more involved in it. You know. Right. Okay. And what does it mean to you? I know we we spoke earlier about going into the Hall of Fame. As the names that you know, there's a lot of great names that are in that 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 were were, were put in it, and you work with many of those guys, yep. and you had you spent a lot of time with them, and probably even the crew chief their cars or or built them cars. What does it mean for you to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, I'm the one that I don't like all that glory, you know what I'm talking about, sure. and, and I always seem to see somebody else get in it, you right. know. And uh, I never even thought about getting voted in. You know what I'm talking about? And, and everybody just kept on, you know. So 
I, you know, I guess I belong in it. You, know? you do. There's yeah. no doubt you belong in it. Yeah. You know, so, you know. And it's got to make you feel good to know that you're the people that you work with and race Lewis, with. Lewis is in it, and yeah. Lewis is in it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. and for you guys to to be spoken of in in, in, a, in a way that 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 makes you one of the great ones, you know, or one of the good ones that that raced, you know, it's got to make you feel good to know that you're you're considered and and to, to be well, a really good racer. Well, you know, I just. Uh, and I'm paying for it now. Back when I was young, I didn't know what time was, you know. Sure. I mean, I just stayed in poverty till I got it where I wanted. Right. And, and now I'm paying for it because yeah. I got old and, and can't do it like I used to. But I still love it. Right. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. And your asphalt career lasted for quite a long time, and then you got involved in some dirt racing. Right. Yeah. Tell us about what got you into the dirt racing. This friend of mine named Jackie, I mean, uh, uh, Justin McCree. Yeah. All right. He was, uh, I built his first race car. We built it at RPM. Okay. And uh, he run that thing. And anyway, he said he was going to start building cars. Okay. Well, he gets mad at me because when he's putting the body on, I'd tell him, I said, measure three inches, put them pot roofs at three inches. He said, that's stupid. I said, no, it ain't. Yeah. I said, that's the first thing I look at when I walk up and look at a car. It's just if the pot roofs are straight in it, you know. That's correct. And uh, so uh, anyway, I was working. It uh, at the notches, yeah, and uh, and he was running dirt, and uh, so uh, we was on bumps, you know, but they didn't even know what a bump was, right? So he had him a car, and I told him, I said, uh, you need to get on these bumps, is what you need to get on. He said, what is that? Okay, and so I showed him, and uh, he was going to some racetrack up here close somewhere, but uh, we was at Shelby Concrete. And I can't remember where he was going anyway. And I told him, I said, take these things and put them on there. And I said, get you an inch and a half dippers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I ain't never fooled no dirt car, right. I, you know. And uh, I said, now, this thing, is, I said, don't be putting these shims right here. And I said, this thing, don't, if you put it over a 16th, I said, it didn't go from loose to tight, you know. Uh-huh. So anyway, he goes up there, and he gets to practice, and he calls me. He said, Buster. Said this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life, right here. Uh, yeah, and uh, and the guy that built the car told him, said you need to get away from that asphalt stuff. He said that stuff ain't gonna work. Wow. Now everybody on dirt is on bones, you know. But yeah. it all just fed down here, you know. It does. It, it starts somewhere and then it just it feeds continues. on. Yeah, that's that's right. Exactly yeah. right. You know. Yeah. And, uh, but it's just uh, I've I've had a lot of good times. I've had a lot of bad times, you know. Yeah. And, so what are some of the what were some of the hardest years you went through racing? You feel like? I've never really had a hard time. You know, cause, you know, uh, I've always had good luck. I ain't bragging, but I ain't, I've always had good luck with the car to build, you know. Sure. If people are listening, you know. Right. You know. Yeah. So it just uh, went from that, you know. And then, uh, like I told, you know, we talked about B.J. McLeod, you know. He come up here, and he was 15 years old. And, yeah. Uh, and racing, and, uh, and I put a. He'd tear the body off, and I'd put a body on for him and everything. So they hired me for a year, made me sign a contract. And I went down there, and, and I was so proud when that year was up. I yeah. was ready to come back home, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and they just said, you know, he was 15, but he could drive a race car. But, yeah. But the luggage that went with it, it, yeah. it wasn't good, you know. Yeah, I understand. You know. So, so at this point, uh, is there anybody else that you'd like to? speak about we we wrote down several different names yeah well Bubba Pollard you know I, I helped him for a year yeah 
and I'd go over there like one or two days a week, you know, and uh, help him. And I told him that the car needed to be ready at the shop. Mm-hmm. Get the car ready to race at the shop, not right. on the, you know, at the racetrack. Yeah. And now he does it, you know, and, and uh, you know. Yeah, you've got to uh... – you got to give him his accolades because that he has become one fast race car driver. Oh yeah, you know, and, and done a great job. Yeah, you know, you know. Speaking here, you know, I think he had his best shot the other night to win the Snowball Derby. Yep. And, yep. But that was one of them racing accidents, I think. You know. Yeah. But they're both. I mean, they're both trying to win it. So that's right. I mean, ain't yeah. nothing you can say. You know. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Rings, Gears, and Opinions. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or more of our exclusive interviews.